Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, speaks about our need to have a daily revelation of the Lord. The disciples knew Christ, but when he appeared on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection, they did not recognize him. We cannot be satisfied with a revelation or an experience from the past. We pray every day for our daily bread, a fresh and new revelation and experience with God. Before I get into the word, we just bless our worship. Our worship, I think it is the most important thing that we can do. Do you know why? (laughs) Because that's what God wants. So, he's looking for worshipers that are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And I think that this is going to go along with the word. It's hard for us... to walk with God and even relate to his word. That's why a lot of people can't not understand the Bible. Because it takes revelation. You cannot read the Bible as you read another book and try to figure it out. You have to have a relationship with God in the spirit. And I think that this is, I, wanna, I really want to bless this this morning. Because all you need, if you're struggling, and if you're watching all the circumstances around you, and your issues, and your problems, and your limitations, what we all need is a revelation. We cannot walk with God without revelation. You cannot worship. You cannot understand the scriptures. We cannot do anything. But all I think that all we can do is release a cry. Father, be real to me. Show me. Speak to me. And instead of praying for people to change, why don't we pray for people God to reveal himself to them. Because that's what, that's what we are transformed by exposure. We are changed when we see him. When we see how great our God is, everything will change. Everything will, will fall in the right perspective. And to me, this is what I want to talk about the worship. Because when you, we read the scriptures, there are things that go over our minds. Because we are too grounded here. And we lost almost like an ability to be a little bit mystical or spiritual. 
And I bless that because God has to open our eyes. This is my prayer this morning. Lord, open our eyes. You know, remember when in the prophet was in Samaria and they were under siege. And the servant was scared. You know, and that's like pretty spiritual. And we, we don't dismiss it because we, we don't see it. But then the prophet said, open his eyes. And he saw the armies of the Lord. And the problem is that we are like the servant of the prophet. And we're seeing all this stuff going on. But we should be opening our spiritual eyes to see what God is doing above everything else. Amen? Amen. Yes. So we bless this. We bless this. What I, I want to do is, this word to me is it's always important for me to meditate in the times that we're living right now. And we are living, we just celebrated Passover, right? And we know that the Passover is, you know, the, the deliverance, salvation, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. But we all know that right now. But we have to put ourselves in the disciples' shoes when they were going through that period. For them... It was not as glorious as it is for us now. For the disciples, it was a, a deep, difficult, tragic moment. And they had a level of understanding of what was going on. But in one sense, they could not understand why the Lord had to be crucified. Even though we read how many times that he told them, I, I need to go, I need to suffer, you know, and I'm going to be raised on the third day. You know, but it's almost like they were like, they were not getting it. And I think a lot of times we don't get even what God is speaking to us as we go through things. And he's like, he's warning us, but we just, oh yeah, but I know, I know, I know, I know what's going to happen. I know how... Everything's going to, and then when it happens, we go like, what's going on? Does it make sense? I have some scriptures to read. And I, I want to just bless this for us because try to position yourself as Peter or John the Beloved or Mary, the mother of Christ. You know, and they were like actually living this. Very difficult situations. And that was Passover. And we are right now between Passover and Pentecost. And we know that Pentecost was a culmination of these 50 days. But those 50 days meant a lot of confusion. A lot of a sense that God pursued them. Except that he appeared to them. He kept appearing to them. And what I'm saying is, this is what I want to bless us with. One prayer that you should be praying during these 
50 days is, Lord, appear to me. Appear to me. I want to see your glory. You know, how can I worship you? How can I walk with you if I don't know you? I don't want to walk with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to walk with my God. Job said, I heard about you. Now I see you with my eyes. And I bless that because that, to me, this is what sustains us in our walk with God. It's a constant flow of revelation. You cannot walk with God with a revelation that you had 40 years ago. We always should be building up on each day. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today a, a fresh revelation of who is the bread from heaven of Christ. Who is he for us in our lives? So the Lord was crucified, and the disciples were just like, okay, it's all over. You know, we were expecting this, the Lord, the Messiah, they had a revelation that he was a Messiah. Remember Peter, the Lord asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? Oh, you're Elijah, one of the prophets, you know, talking about... You are the reincarnation of one of the prophets. <laughs> and then, okay, but who do you say that I am? You are the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. You are here to bring salvation. So, and he said, upon this revelation, everything will happen. Everything happens because of a revelation. So, the disciples had a revelation. They were following him, expecting things to happen. And when he was crucified, they were disappointed. Let's go to Luke 24, 13. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He doesn't say what was preventing their eyes to recognize him. Maybe it was a spiritual battle. Maybe it was like a, a spirit blocking the revelation. Maybe it was just the Lord saying, I'm not going to reveal myself at this moment. But it didn't mean that he w- was not walking with them. Sometimes you think you're walking alone, but you're not. You should be going, okay, open my eyes. <laughs> Where are you in this, all of this? Where are you? And he said to them, what are these words that you're exchanging with one another as you're walking? As they stood still looking sad. Do you understand that? I mean, they were sad. They were lost. Do you sometimes feel lost? 
one of them answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? And unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus, the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, in the sight of God and all the people. They, the problem is not that they did not have a revelation of, what, of who he was. The problem is that they did not know what God was doing at that moment. And how the chief priests and the other rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us. So he continues, and they're telling the story that the woman found the empty tomb. And then 25, he says, He said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. That should be our cry during this time. Lord, teach us how to read your scriptures. Give us a fresh revelation of what is hidden. Because remember, these disciples, they were Jews, raised, learning the scriptures. But there is something that only with the Holy Spirit we're going to get. Let's go to verse 32. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? We are one of the churches of the Living Word Fellowship. And that means we, we were raised and brought forth because of a hunger for the Word, for a revelation of the Word. And we have to have this burning hearts when we read the Scriptures and we say, Lord, review yourself to me as I read your Word. And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. So the Lord appeared to them on the way to Emmaus and then kept appearing to Peter and to groups of people. One, one point was like 500 people. My cry right now for us is, Lord, appear to us. Yes. Appear to your people. Make 
our revelation of you be bigger than what we see with our eyes. Let's keep reading a little more here. Look at that. He appeared to another group of people and he ate breakfast with them. Luke 24, verse 44. Now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. I'm finding out that I, I am not able to understand the scriptures. But he is willing to work with me if I'm willing to hunger after him. He's willing to open our eyes. He's willing to reveal himself to us, but we have to be hungry for it. The Lord, appear to me. Open the scriptures. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel 12, verse 8. As for me, I heard, but could not understand. So I said, my Lord, what will be the outcome of this event? He said, go your way, Daniel, for these words are concealed and sealed up until the end time. Many will be purged, purified, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand, but those who have insight will understand. We, as sons of God, we should not be saying, I do not understand. We should be asking for understanding. Look at this. Another one, Acts 8, 30 and 31. This is a little after this, right? A few years. And the church was growing, and Philip was traveling in the spirit. And Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, Well... How could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. He was reading Isaiah, and he could not understand anything. <laughs> and here comes a man of God saying, Do you need any help? I'm going to go through this with you. We must know. Yes. The scripture says that he does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. So we should be looking for understanding, for knowledge, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. And I bless that. I'm going to read Ephesians 1. What I want to read is this, verse 18 
But I'm going to read more than that. But this is Paul's cry for this church. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That has been my, my cry for a while. Say, God, I, I need to know more. I need to know more of you. What I know was awesome up to this point, but I, I need to see you. I need to understand not according to people's understanding. I need to have a first-hand encounter. A first-hand relationship. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. You have to read this slowly and, and meditate in each sentence. Just as He chose us, and you should read, just as He chose me in Him before the foundation of the world, that I would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the kind intention of His will. Remember, adoption means you were separated. And you were brought close. You were included. To the praise of the glory of His grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to the, His kind intention, which He purposed in Him, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. That is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in heavens and things on earth. Lord, give us a revelation of heavens. Give us a revelation that you have a plan before the foundation of the world. Give us a revelation that you are, we are living in this fullness of the times. That I read about in Daniel 12. That the, the scriptures are going to open up and come alive to his people. In him also we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to His purpose, who works all things after the counsel of His will, 
to the end that we who were the first hope to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of His glory. Just a minute here. You were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, a pledge of your inheritance. That means it's just the beginning, just a sign. It should grow. And that to me is what we, we, we need to learn to be led by the Spirit. And I bless that for us. Lord, for this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. That's huge. And I know that we have read this so many times. But I think that we need to understand that there are rules and authorities and names. But He is above everything. And not only that, He is including you to be part of this, to receive His glory, to be included, to be adopted, to walk in all the inheritance of the saints. And He puts all things in subjection under His feet and gave Him as head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Amen. Let's stand. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.